start with entertainment a little bit first because we have Melissa joining us who's been working a lot and hasn't been able to make some of the podcasts. So, uh, yeah, you don't pay me enough. Right. Uh, well, well, we're working on that. We've been, we've been working on that very, very uh, hard to get you some money to, uh, to get you to come back. But we're glad you're here tonight. So Mikey brought up uh, something that he, was, that he heard, uh, the Sunny podcast. There's a two-parter which concluded today, actually, right? And they brought up the, the actor Ray Liotta in it. And Charlie Day was doing a movie with him. So um, we'll spend a few minutes talking about Ray Liotta's favorite movies. But what did he... he the thing about that he was doing a comedy with Charlie Day, is that what it was, Michael? Yeah, so he's filming a comedy movie with Charlie Day that's not out yet still, but uh, he was saying how he was so excited to be doing a comedy, Ray Liotta, and he was actually going to, he was talking about how much he loved Sonny, and they were going to try to get him on an episode. So it's even more sad of the fact that he is not with us anymore, because that would have been... Uh, Oh. An amazing, amazing get for the Sonny show, you know, to have him on. Have Ray Liotta on would have yeah. been anything Ray Liotta. He would have fit in. right in. <laughs> would have been perfect because he could do everything Ray Liotta. He was really such a good actor. Such a good actor. Yeah, Ray Liotta was amazing. It's really tragic. 67? Yeah. I think that's nuts. Absolutely. Absolutely. He was, he's, yeah, he's great in everything. I, I, I like that. Literally everything I've listened to and heard since then, like, we, I mean, we... Record a podcast, we listen to a lot of them. Tons of people have just been coming out and right. sharing amazing stories about. Just seems like just a genuinely yeah, nice good, down to earth guy. Um, I would recommend uh, on YouTube if you can find it. Uh, it should be pretty easy. I think it was uh, GQ actors break down their their favorite roles, and it's just a really cool thing to hear him talk about all the all the roles and his method. Uh, he's uh, He's great. Just funny. that's not actor on actor, is it? Where they have the one actor interview another one, or is it? No, no, no. <clears throat> this is just literally they they take iconic roles and he breaks down and tells little stories. He released it last year, I think, and it's just really really cool. You can hear him talk about you know everything from uh, something wild to of course Goodfellas. Right. Um, would would we say Goodfellas was his greatest film? Like his Godfather, his you know that that would you say that's his best role, best movie he was ever in, or is there something else? Is there another one, Mike? Do you, Melissa? Do you have a, a favorite? Like it's definitely the one he's known for. Right. Well, yeah, one of them, yeah, for sure. But is he? Uh, is that like his defining picture? I think so. Yeah. You guys, have you all seen Narc? Oh, yeah. That movie with Jason Patrick. Did you yes. all see Narc? That's a great movie too. He's definitely in a lot of great he movies, but I feel like people who don't know, hey, you've seen Goodfellas at Goodfellas, least, you know. Cop I mean, it's, it's like an unfair because he's great in other movies, but it's like movies. Goodfellas is also so I, I so think great. That's the only the only downside to Goodfellas is he's just so damn good in it. I feel like in some ways he probably didn't escape that for a little while. Not to say he didn't do other things; he certainly did a bunch of other oh, things. Goodness. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. He is just so. Damn good, and, and good, I mean, Goodfellas is definitely my favorite. You can't see anybody else, you know, being in that role, like you know, what I mean, it's like it's only I believe in every other movie, he basically was his character from that, just like a side character. In the Certainly movie. for a while. Certainly for a while there, he was becoming the, you know, the. the That's what was great when he does, like you know, like you mentioned, or before we started recording, that he was doing a, a he was a comedy show that's making fun of like the SVU type of he, stuff. Yeah, he was on the show NTSBSUV, 
and uh, it's like a 15-minute show on Adult Swim. You know, super low budget, but he was so down to be in it. And, um, you know, one of the actors who was in, you know, is Paul Shear. He's not this big actor. And he went in to, uh, you know, just to talk to um, to Ray Liotta before everything started. It's like the first thing he said was like, we got to get you more minutes, man. This is great writing. We got to get you more than more than 15 minutes. Like he would like every project he kind of looked at the same. Uh, and he was really funny. The whole character arc with his character in that was he was playing a Jason Bourne type, but he just was a guy who was in a coma who thought he was Jason Bourne, but was really just some schlub from New Jersey that had no special. Really? Um, so he would like smash in, smash, like that. But, but not, he's in a coma. You know, when he came out of the coma, just like uh, okay, he came I'm out sorry, of it I'm thinking sorry. he was Jason <sighs> Bourne. But he wasn't. He like he basically just saw born. Where can you find that? What's it? What? That was on uh, comedy. Uh, not comedy. It was on uh, Adult, Adult Swim. Swim. So that might you might be able to find that on Paramount or Hulu. But I'd have to check where they have that. Yeah, because they split up all the Adult Swim stuff. But pretty much most of the Adult Swim content is on either Paramount or Hulu. So yeah, it's just hard to know where it lands. But like. That shows, I mean, you know, it's it's all over the place. But that was one of the funniest arcs that they had. He did, like, three or four episodes. But he came in just playing that character. Really? And you, you look at it, it was, you know, Ray Liotta. It was before, like, the kind of little bit of Ray Liotta resurgence we saw. But, like, in the, like, the 2012 period where right. Ray Liotta wasn't in a ton of stuff. And he came in and did that. It's just, I always love it when an actor can, you know, not take themselves so seriously and be just funny and he was naturally funny and everything that i've heard in this outpouring of things for ray Liotta, these tributes unfortunately just that he just seemed like a genuinely good guy who yeah never really got past like the like blue collar actor like he's just a guy who went out there and was fantastic you know you never you never know like how other actors or like you know they don't talk about because i we just saw this netflix special on um uh, Bob Saget, just yesterday, it was like, and they had all these different comics and all these different people that came on and said what, like, if you needed, like, not just advice on, like, comedy, but if you needed to go to a doctor, if you needed to go to law, he knew he would help so many different people, and you never think, like, well, you know, the community, who's they going to go to, they have their own people, they said there were hundreds of people, like Chris Rock, uh, Dave Chappelle, uh, um, you know, just so many people that were talking about him and, and just, like, what this kind of guy was. It's the same thing like Ray Liotta. He's just that kind of person that would help people out, do things for people. Just, a, you know, amazing, amazing guy. But, you know, I didn't, I never thought, like, Bob Saget either was, like, this kind of person that, not that he wasn't a good guy or whatever, but, like, when you're hearing all, John Mayer was there, um, Jackson Brown was doing songs for him, Jim Carrey. Uh, it was amazing how many people just came out. It was at the comedy store. They did this tribute to him. They did one, obviously, at his wife's house for him, but mm-hmm. they did another one just to have people there to, and just telling stories about him. But, like, behind the scenes, like, he just seemed like just a great guy, and same with Ray Liotta. Like, he didn't think, because I'm Ray Liotta, he did, like, a lot of films, like, like 60 films the man's done, plus TV. So he's always been around, but he's just so, you know, you just don't, hear that stuff until unfortunately until they passed away but whenever you saw Ray Liotta in a movie you'd stop you know if you're flicking around you'd stop and say okay Ray Liotta's and I gotta check it out just to see if I'm gonna like you know whatever but you have to see him he was that that good and it's a shame that he uh 
could do the sunny thing and, and, and whatever. That's that's you know that stakes because you also it mentioned Samuel L. Jackson. What's that? You also said Samuel L. Jackson wanted to be is mentioned to be yeah he, he wants to do it too right he was talking to, uh, he'd met uh rob mcelenny and charlie day and like apparently had mentioned how he would have loved he would love to be on the show they were saying that like they were going to try to you know that's something that could still always happen but they were trying to get through to his agents or whatever and it's it's annoying when like he says he'll do it and he can't get past the agents right and, and they were just joking like but it's Samuel Jackson. He picks up the phone and says, "I'll do it." What are you pitching? You know, because yeah. he's in. He's in everything. So yeah. he's like, "Yeah, I'll, doesn't I'll, matter." Yeah, he's like, "I'll whatever. do it." Samuel Jackson is the same thing. He's just like you could put him in any role, mm-hmm. and he's, he becomes the character. He's not Samuel L. anymore. You know what I mean? I just saw SWAT again for like the five hundredth time. <laughs> oh God, SWAT's a great movie. It is a great movie. It's a great movie because Samuel L. Jackson's in it. So you know what I mean? And one of, of Colin Farrell's better movies. I won't get it to Colin Farrell, but you know we're talking about that. But Melissa, since you're here, you're talking about the new Jordan Peele movie, which is called Nope. Nope. Yeah. Some people believe that it's 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 supposed to be like an acronym for not of planet Earth, because apparently in this movie it's going to be so, something with aliens. I don't I don't know too much about it, but I know Jordan Peele did it, and I liked his last two horror movies, so. We'll check this one out. I don't know. We'll who's see. in that? You know who's in it? Um, I think there, there's um the guy from The Walking Dead who played Steve Glenn Williams. is in it. See, yeah, he's in it. I think the the guy who played who was in his last movie Get Out is is in it as well. Kiki Palmer's in it. Yeah, Daniel Kiki Kalua. Palmer. I think it's Daniel Kaluuya is gonna is in it. Yes, I yeah. believe so. so yeah, that's so, that's. It's not no, I was gonna say it's not out yet, but they just released like some trailers on it, so that's gonna be, that's yeah. a big exciting. So I mean, next movie I'm gonna get excited for, but I'm actually going to see. Uh, Zach, you might like this. I don't know, Mike. Maybe you will too. I'm going to see The Room on Wednesday. Really? Yeah. Who are you seeing it with? I'm this? seeing it. Uh, there's this theater called the Alamo. Yeah, it's, I'm it's up by where I work. And uh, the, actually, one of the stars, Greg Stereo, is going to be, be there. That's awesome. Yeah, that's so really I'm going to cool. be seeing the room with uh, Greg Stereo. So who knows? Yeah, you know, I got to bring some spoons. So this, I'm throw them well, up. What's the, the room? Uh, the room is the best worst movie ever made. It's one of yes. <laughs> is that the James Frank? James yeah. Franco did a movie about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Disaster yeah. Artist okay. is 100% a movie about this movie that was somehow made by this crazy dude, Tommy Wiseau, who's got to be like some kind of drug dealer. Or he, there's, there's, there's so many. He's there's got so many such ifs a sketchy passer. You know, Tommy Wiseau, if you're listening, I don't know. but you know, He's never still less problematic I, than James Franco. Oh, yes. So, yeah. So. Yeah. He's yeah, also... He's a dude who 20 years ago looked 40, and he still looks 40. He's never publicly revealed his age. He's got a lot of yeah, weird... never revealed where he's actually from either. You, yeah. you don't know exactly what nationality he is or how much money he actually has. Just a guy but who yeah. wanted to make a movie, and it's just written by... It's, it, it almost just sounds... Is it a horror? Like, what is the, the actual no. movie? Oh, it's a horror movie, <laughs> but not, not the way it was intended to be. I guess the best way to put it is a, is a relationship drama. It is, yeah. is what it is really but, but it's like I mean the, the diet like you have to more 
The funny thing is, I've seen the school special. Yeah, I've yeah. seen the room. It's 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 a terrible. Mo- it's funny. To, like it's it's a fun movie to goof on. Has anybody? Have you seen? Has everybody seen the room? The original oh, yes, I room. Have, I've or, seen it. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, I saw the room and and before James Franco was or at least known to the public to be terrible. Yeah. I had watched some of the disaster movie also. It's funny seeing it because he, the guy Tommy Wiseau, like wrote like the whole movie, and he's the one struggling to get through the dialogue through most of the scenes and, and the he takes. Wrote yeah. Oh yeah. So he wrote it. It's the, all his creation. It makes no sense. Like none of the lines or anything. But so he's the one they had to cut like fifty times because he couldn't get through a line he wrote. So it's it's really. I mean. He's also very protective of like you say the way it's written on the page. And it's but he couldn't the, remember his own lines. No, no. it's it's yeah. basically like like if you know like Google Translate wrote a movie. It's it's yeah. it's 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 a it's a ridiculous movie. There's but a uh, we do have a wall of fame behind us, not for the for the listener pod. You know, like that's not will be seen. But you have to get. Uh, I read, uh, I'm hoping that Greg Sestero will. Uh, you have to get. I don't think a lovely picture. I was just saying. I don't think there's the podcast wall. I don't right. think there's gonna be a huge line out the door. <laughs> oh, I think. To, I don't think he's gonna. The Alamo Draft House. They're probably. There well, might, there might be. Yeah. I Have mean, for t- him. You got tickets already? Yeah, I bought the tickets already because when I heard about this hot tail event, I said I cannot take my chances. I must buy my tickets. Yes. So, yeah. Well, that, that's that's a, it, it's become such a cult thing. Well, maybe it's this really... guy will like make you pay to get your picture taken with him or something. Because this man act? Is he done other he, things or or is he? Like... He's been, he's only been in other things because he's basically been in like the room. He did like a tiny little. He was in one of those um, haunting shows. He was in the haunting that, yeah, of uh, for like Bly a Manor. quick minute, but the he's not a real. The haunting of Bly Manor. Was that on Netflix? The most net recent. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like, he's he was, he was like only in the beginning. Minute. He's only in the opening, and the, like, because you know how it centers on a couple getting married. Okay. He's in the couple that's getting married. He's that. But I think most of his money now is made through like touring this, and he wrote yeah. the book, The Disaster the Artist. Disa- yeah. That became the movie, movie. so that got okay. optioned. So he's definitely made kind of a career of being in the So movie. now, is this the one that before James Franco got into all the trouble that he, that he thought he might be nominated for an Academy Award for making this film? Or I think something? he actually did get nominated for He got nominated for that? Yeah, he got nominated. Yeah, he got nominated. I think yeah. it was literally like he, like the movie came out. He was getting he all this nominated. press. I think he got nominated. For we should. Well, Zach. Well, Zach. Uh, well, Zach checks that. Yeah. Well, Zach. No, we're we're fact checking right on the spot here. I didn't well, know. You know I, I'm not doubting it. That's what we're know. here for. You know. That's it. But we, we are facts first. If folks. I'm correct. If I'm correct, it was like the movie came out. He was getting all this buzz about getting like an award for it, uh-huh. and either he did get nominated, Zach will confirm it tonight. We'll Whether he did get nominated or not, it was like during that whole like campaigning time to either get nominated or always nominated, like to see if he can win it. Yeah, because that's like when, when everybody was wearing the pins to the award shows, and half the people that wore the pins later got outed for stuff. Yeah, like so he was. It was like it would have been during his campaigning for an award was oh. when he was getting you know okay. everything coming out. So I don't know if that either stopped the nomination or if like he did get nominated and stopped in a you know win but it was around the same time that that had happened or at least that it came public okay, he was he was he was he was not nominated for that 
Not for the Oscar. I know there was talk that he was going to be. I think that's really like yeah, people he, were like, "Oh, he could win. This could be." And then it was like right, immediately right. shut down. He got he, the the Oscar that he got the nomination for was the um, was 127 hours. Oh yeah, the, oh the one the hiker, yeah, the hiker his gets arm. his hand or arm caught in the rock. Yeah. Or that was a few like, years before he got like outed too. That was like a while ago. That oh yeah, the, hours, well yeah. he also hosted the Academy Awards. Yeah, oh he that, with that's Hathaway. That's what he got. He got the Golden Globe for that. That's what for the disaster oh, artist. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So isn't that the yeah. thing that like, you get like that's the like Golden Globe? And it's like it leads up to oh, if he's getting this or that right. award, got nominated. Then, yeah. then it goes to the Independent Spirits. Then it yeah. goes to uh, what's the other one they do? Um, is it the Independent Spirits when they open the beginning and like they say my name is so and so? That's the Screen Actors. I'm an actor. That's right. the okay. Actors. Okay, that's the Screen Actors Guild. So he probably would have won those or. But not been nominated or whatever yeah. for the Academy uh, Academy Award or anything. But yeah, because I know that he had the issues, James Franco, and then. But this, so you're going. When is it? This coming Wednesday. Yes, this coming Wednesday. I will. I will be watching the room in in the theater with Grace Hysteria. So wow, maybe awesome. he'll do a little talk in the beginning. If you get, if you get, right, if you get right. a moment alone with him, tell him you have a rousing podcast. Right, I've got a rousing podcast. Oh yeah, sure we can definitely do a whole podcast about. It the doesn't room. pay he, well, he, but it has a great audience. Well, he'll get he'll a great pay as much as you got paid to be in the room. Yeah, exactly. We could signal boost Greg Sestero. Yeah. So this that you're going to at what's you're going to see it where now what. It's a movie theory called the Alamo. So this is not part of the Tribeca Film Festival that De Niro's no, thrown. Sadly. This is off the Tribeca. Sadly. This is off, off yeah, off. No, the well, Tribeca couldn't. Sad. They couldn't get this. They couldn't get this. There was too many other films film. that, yeah. were, that were coming in there that uh, we couldn't see. Um, that they probably just said, "Look, this is going to cause too much problems here." The, the funny thing is, now it probably could. Like, like, like you could probably do retrospectives and stuff like this at. At, at <laughs> Tribeca because it became such a big thing this movie, and the fact that it's still touring and doing stuff like that it's 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 it it's, is. Gr- it's funny. I mean, all I remember is that the only reason I remember it at all is because James Franco was on a lot of shows talking about being in this movie. Yes. Does he dress like a count or something? Does he wear like a weird costume in this? Or I, I can't no, he just looks like a weird. He's just a weird. He's, he's just, just a, a weird, weird looking man. Just a very very weird looking man, and he's just. You kind of have to see him to to get it, just how weird he is. Yeah, because I just double checked. The room didn't come out in two thousand three. <laughs> it came out in two thousand three, and it's still you know it's now still 20, be nineteen years. Yeah. It's almost yeah, yeah, yeah years, so next year is yeah, twenty yeah, yeah. years of yeah. Then that'll be a really big thing. It'll be like the you know the Big Lebowski or or Predator is out now after thirty something years and whatever. Uh, so all the big movies make those comebacks after a while. Well, yes, so yeah. The room will be uh, be one of them. Yeah, I'd love yes. to see the twentieth year like retrospective of that. Tommy was a uh, yeah. You know they will do something for that, of course. Oh, of course, the they'll have to. Yeah. yeah. Here's Tommy Wiseau showing us all how to hold a football the proper now, way. Now, those of you who can't see, <laughs> yeah, uh, just well, go to uh, Google. Well, by saying Google the. Uh, I guess for the for the listeners too, if you when you said they dressed like a count, you weren't too far off. He looks right, like he a kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It wasn't intentional. Just the way he no, I thought I like saw vampire. him with like uh, like a Franco was doing it, but he had a, a, a wig on with like a oh, white yeah. wig or something. I don't know if that was part of just his thing he was doing for the movie or whatever. Or whatever but oh, James Franco's weird. Well, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, we can that, do our that, whole that, podcast. That's an understatement there, yes. Yeah. But I'm watching now. 
on uh, Paramount Plus. It's a show called The Offer. It's the making of the right the how Godfather. the Godfather was made, and Matthew Good, English English actor, and you know Matthew. Good. Uh, I love Matthew Good and everything he's in. He's good in everything. Does the best Robert Evans imitation it gets his voice so good in this movie it's a and it is tv show it's so amazing how good he is in it you wouldn't even know it's matthew good i mean he's he's that good in it he's amazing in it but miles teller's in it he's playing the producer al ruddy and giovanna rabisi is playing joe colombo mm. oh boy and uh juno temple's also in it but it, it just goes to how it was made in the 70s in New York City and how everything, everything they needed to have done had to go through the mafia. You couldn't get uh, permits. You couldn't get workers. If they wanted to shut you down, they could shut you down. And the big thing was he started like this Italian-American association. Uh, I may not have the total right name, Joe Colombo. But Frank Sinatra... Did obviously didn't want the movie made for some obvious reasons, of course, but he had to go through like they had to jump through hoops to get everything done to make The Godfather. It was uh, Tom Hanks's sons in it, and I'm drawing a blank on Colin. It. Colin Hanks is in it. What? Not Chet Hanks? Not Chet. No, no Chet. Not Chet, Chet didn't make the cut. He's yeah. in the room. I think he's going to be in the, yeah. the room, the room two or whatever. But it, it's so good and, and like how it was made what they had to go through, and the limited budget that they had um, to make the Godfather movie. Like, they had to fight to get money. I think they only got, like, a $2 million budget. And they and Marlon Brando wanted to do the movie. And I'm not giving it too much well. Just give the background. I'm sure everybody knows. Spoilers for the Godfather. Right. So Brando was like, I'll do it, but I want the back end. I want this kind of money. And they're like, we can't offer you all this. So they say to Marlon Brando, no. We can't, we're not going to be able to do it. He calls back because he wanted this part so badly because he had read the book and everything. And just like how everything just broke in. They didn't want Al Pacino. They, they, it was amazing. They wanted James Conn to play. And I'm sure a lot of people know that, but it was just, and the guy that's playing, I should have his name and I don't, that's playing Al Pacino, amazing job too. He looks like him. He talks like him. It's amazing. And I should have had his name. I didn't write it down, but... Uh, yeah, and I, I I haven't watched yet. I I, I was yeah. So the last of... episode is next. Uh, is this coming uh, Friday? It's a ten episode arc on it, but it's so good, and you just have to see like how the mob like controls everything. It, it's it controlled New York City. You couldn't do anything without going through them, and it was just amazing. And how Al Ruddy became really close friends with. Um, with Joe Colombo. Well, Anthony Ippolito. Anthony Ippolito. Thank Al Pacino, you, Mike. See, by the way. That's yes, how we fact check here. There we go. Yeah. Anthony Ippolito. Yeah. I'm he, telling you, Melissa, you got to start watching it. It's oh, really good. It's really good. You know, it's funny in, in you know, talking about the passing of Red Liotta and this, you know, you're, 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 we bring up probably two of the greatest mob movies ever made. Yes. Which is funny that the mob was so against The Godfather, mm -hmm. yet nothing really kind of gave a facelift for the mob or, or, or did something better for the mob than The Godfather. It's it's like every time there is to a mafia movie, right. it seems like the culture takes that and then makes it like, oh, the mafia isn't that bad. And right. if anything, their PR, it's like they didn't watch the whole movie. 
Like right. that's why it's like it's like it seems like people who like wear the Goodfellas T-shirts and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like yeah. The Airbrush Godfather, Goodfellas. Right. It's like you right. only watch the first hour, not the second hour. Right. Right. Uh, where it all comes crashing down, but. It is intoxicating and very well, interesting. Well, a lot of people thought The Godfather 2, when you watched it, was a love story between Marlon Brando, you know, being Don Corleone, and Michael. Because he didn't want Michael. He loved Michael. Like, he knew Sonny Fredo was whatever, but he never wanted... A father, a paternal love story. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Not yeah. like, there's, no, uh, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? But it was more that... Back if you look at it, it was more like he's just... I don't want this for you. I wanted you to be it. the last person I wanted to be in the business was you. in the yeah, business yeah. was you. I thought you'd be whatever you know. I was Senator Corleone, Governor Corleone, whatever. But it's just, it's still, it's still a great film. And it's what what's that? It came out in seventy two, March of seventy two. Because so, it's, it's the fiftieth anniversary. That's I'm just why. Saying, they, but it's yeah. still that. I mean, it still holds up. It's one of those films. It is the. I think the ultimate. Gangster yeah. film. I mean, when you think about it, and it did make the mob like hey, they're not that bad. Like the Sopranos did for the mob for TV. This obviously did it. Well, it's funny you brought up the Sopranos because looking up like the cast, I know Michael Gandolfini was in the offer. So James Gandolfini's son is in the offer. <laughs> Lou Ferrigno, you did not. Lou Ferrigno, I did not. Is he, is he playing? Uh, he's playing the Hulk. Luca Brasi. No, he's, he's playing the Hulk. Hulk. No, he is playing Luca Brasi. He is. Or is there, he says he's credited as Lenny Montana. Is that Luca Brasi? Well, Lenny Montana was the name of. of like, he was actually a wrestler. This guy. Okay. And and he worked for the Joe Colombo mob. Okay. And they were like trying to say, who are we going to get to play Luca? They wanted certain actors, and they could. And then all of a sudden. He just happens to fall into their lap because he sees this guy and he goes, he'd be perfect to play Luca Brasi. It's just the way things fell into to, to chance for this thing. They uh, weren't almost going to go to Sicily because they needed $25,000. And Crazy Joe Gallo, who tried to um, kill uh, Joe Colombo, mm-hmm. then goes to the mob and says, I'm going to get now taken over and I'm going to get a piece of the I'm going to get whatever the taste that they would say that you guys deserve from the movie and Al Ruddy's saying we never paid Columbo any money we never we never gave him a dime for this and they kind of smacked around Al Ruddy and said you're going to give us this and all he had in his budget left to go to Sicily was $25,000 now you think of it he had to take you know cameras cameras and things like that they did they did have like some crews in Italy but they went to but that Around that same time that happened, Crazy Joe Gallo gets assassinated. So he doesn't have to pay him a, a taste, and they're able to go to Sicily and make the film, which I gave a little bit of it away, but everybody's seen The Godfather. But it's more the making of it, so it's really, I'm telling if, you. If you like a making of movie that's completely different than this, but after you're, you're, you're finished with this... Yeah, I only have one episode left. If yes. you're looking for something that's that's funny, it came out, It came out, I think, during the pandemic or just before the pandemic. It was called Dolomite Is My Name. Uh-huh. And it's about the Rudy Ray Moore films about Dolomite, about making the first one, which right. are like these black exploitation films. But it's the best thing Eddie Murphy's been in since the 80s. Really? And it's a real love letter to Rudy Ray Moore and these movies. And the movie is, it's, if you like a movie about making movies, it's great. It's really funny. It's a heartwarming kind of movie. It's it's, But it's really, really funny. You know, I, I thought that he was doing something, but I didn't even know. I guess I got I got lost because it just went right to It Netflix, was right on Netflix. Right? I think it was just before the pandemic. But it's really, it's really cool. 
It's really well done. It's it's literally the best Eddie Murphy's been since at least the nineties. Oh, and yeah. you can see that he likes since Beverly Hills Cop. Since Beverly Hills Cop, yeah, yeah, I mean another forty eight hours. Be, better than that, you know. Um, but it's, trading places, good. And you know who's really funny in it too? Wesley Snipes. Wesley and Snipes is in. So I, I no one loves Wesley Snipes more than this this, and this group right here. You have to see. I, I recommend that highly. It's a really good time. It goes down super easy. Short movie. I have to just say, we've talked about an earlier podcast, Wesley Snipes. We love Wesley Snipes. We love oh, Wesley yeah. Snipes. Passenger 57, always bet on black. He's uh, the best. He's, he's the Snipes. best. We he's love. so good. So good. We stand a Snipes. That we do stand for Wesley. Yeah, for we Wesley. always will. Wesley. Because he's... he's. We love Wesley Snipes. We love Wesley Snipes. We're going to have to get that guy on our podcast. That's another guy we're working on to get here. He would... That, that is... That's... You know, that's that's a get. Wesley would be a get for that us. would be a get. That We're would be working a... on, you know, we've got feelers out. Yes, but he would be he would be one to. Uh, it might, listen, is there anything else? Any other movies or like nobody see, has anybody seen Top Gun? Because it seems like everybody in the world loves Top Gun. Seen that I've seen the new Doctor Strange though. I don't know if either of you gents have. Uh, I keep seeing it. Or I was gonna go see it, but then. Uh... Because as we're recording, this is June 13th, and the movie came out in the start of May. And immediately, like a week after the movie came out, they said, oh, June 22nd, it's going to go on Disney+. Plus." So I was like, why am I going to pay money? It's in a month. For me, I've been so, so concerned, because there's been a lot going on just uh, personal. There's, there's, like, there's something every week that like, I couldn't miss. That I've been getting so concerned that if I go back to the theater, and what if I get COVID, and I couldn't miss... Like, like, right. I've had to, unfortunately... You know, we have to take those little risks. Um, I, I haven't seen that. I, I, you know, I've come so, like, Top Gun has seemed to, like, do something in the collective minds of it's people. It's taken over that, America. It's like, it's a John Hamm. nostalgia, baby. John Cruise, obviously. Val yeah. Kilmer. Like, everyone Miles seems Teller. to love it now. Right. Um, it, it's fine, because, I, I, like, you know, I liked Top Gun, and then, like, I watched it so much in ROTC, I was like, I, mean, I don't like, I don't get what the big deal with Top Gun is, right. and now it's been a long enough time that since I've seen it, you see all these commercials. Like, it seems like a real technical feat how they did it. Like, they're actually in the planes, right? Right. Like they're not, they're not flying the Navy jets. They're in them, but like, they say that that's a big technical feat, right? Um, Jennifer Connelly, who was one of my favorite actresses too. I love Jennifer Connelly. She's in it. The cast looks great. Everyone seems like they're having a good time. I do want to see it. It's, it's a movie that's going to have to be seen change. in the. It's like that type yeah. of thing. It's like a Star Wars thing. You Which I was going to say too during like the pandemic, like the main movies that got made were like, I feel like the the studio movies that you kind of expected, like the twenty eighth Marvel movie and all this. So like people were really loving this because it's like. Real it's just like an. They're yeah. saying it's like a throwback. It's just like you're seeing an '80s movie again. Because yeah. it's like it's just not like formulaic in a bad way, but it's like you know what to expect. You don't have to see twenty lead up movies. You don't have to see like a whole. Day. It's just you go in there right. and you have like a good time. So that's what I was reading. I mean, and Miles Teller is like you said, he's on a huge like. Upswing Miles Teller now. is definitely on an upswing now. Not like he was like not like he was having a down period. No, but he's, but like, he's now like everything the new, he's doing. It, is, there's know. yeah, there's stuff. I I don't know the full deal. There's stuff that comes with Miles Teller, but I I do know that there was like you know just like I think it was a little difficult. So that there's there was like while he had that kind of lull in his career, so he's kind of coming back uh, now. Um, I hear that the supporting cast in um, the movie, like, because Miles Teller in Top Gun gets a lot of credit, but like right. 
They said like they're really all pretty. Well, good. John Hamm's in it, right? John Hamm's so. in it. Apparently, Val Kilmer is in it yes. somehow. Yeah, I think they did his. They, yeah, they use like AI for his voice or something. Right, right. Because he wanted to yeah, I don't. I. I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, I saw, and I'm trying to remember who else was in this movie. Oh, I think it was Penn Badgley from Gossip Girl was in a movie with Val Kilmer and Penn Val Badgley. Kilmer. From was, Gossip from Girl. Gossip. Not, from you. Not from you. Not from you. No, so I, just, I, 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 don't I gotta, I gotta that, go that, with... That, that, I gotta that, go with I'm started sorry. him. That was I the most telling like to, thing. I don't like to interrupt, but I was like, Penn Badgley definitely got a huge thing from you, but like from Gossip Girl. No, of course. I mean, you've gotta go with... Brought the he, man broke to start What got him you was Gossip Girl. The thing in 2022. And I don't want to give it away, but he was Gossip Girl. I don't want to say I don't want to give it away, but... Well, there's no... Wait, he was? Yeah, I didn't watch. It. I didn't know that. Oh, so then he's I, so then I he's basically. Been, I, I, I'm not rewind. I'm not no, gonna watch. Also, not spoiler alert. Too. There's <laughs> been a ton of interviews with the cast, and I only know this thanks to Juliana. But there's a ton of interviews with the cast, where like there's so many times in the show where like it clearly couldn't have been him. They just made it. <laughs> right. And not to get not to make fun of Gossip Girl, but it was just like at the end. Oh, somebody oh, has to be Gossip Girl. <laughs> And, well, uh, we are saying with one of the yeah. biggest Gossip Girl fans in the well, world. So are you watching the reboot of Gossip Girl you know on what? HBO? It's, it's, I can't get to, into it yet He's because I'm still, I'm still a, I'm a first cast Blake Lively, Lake yeah. Meester. You He's know the first I mean? generation. Chase Crawford. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are, those, that's my crew. Those are that's kings. my posse. And that, and I that's, run with them. And that's exactly the trivia question. One actor... That was in Gossip Girl, was also in Band of Brothers. Matthew Settle, who played Spears, was Thank in you. both. I do, I do know. Talk that. about opposites. You know, uh, yeah. you know, it's odd too. Who I did not know was in Gossip Girl until uh, Juliana has made me watch some of it. Sebastian Stan was in the first season Sebastian of Gossip Girl, I and that. he, I mean, obviously we know from uh, well everything. He was in the Pam and Tommy thing. He's mainly in the MCU as Winter the Soldier, Coven, a terrible movie. But like yeah, Sebastian, Once Upon a Time. Oh, I see. So yeah, uh, but yeah. So a lot but, of people. But what was what, 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 what was your point before we put from Gossip oh, Girl? Oh, okay, he was this, hit, well. Once we go on my Gossip Girl rant, I'm so yeah. I'm, I'm kind of flustered. It's like a Durant rant here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah right. He was really in a podcast. movie with Val Kilmer, and Val Kilmer's actually speaking. It wasn't they didn't see it, you know, do his voice. And the poor man, it, it was like cringeworthy to hear. But because Val Kilmer was, you know, he had he had throat cancer. Yes. That, that's what. But it's just that he, he was in this. Beat it, but he still has to. He, he beat to, it, but he um, beat it, yeah, but he's but he got to this, talk with the yeah. And I I want to I've been wanting to watch the doctor the documentary on Netflix about him, but I just I haven't been. I'd say I just because I, I like Val, Val I like Val Kilmer a and, lot, and it is almost like he was in all of our past tense. And he was in all of our top three. We just talked about in last podcast all of our Batman's. You know Val Kilmer, right? So it was like, which is probably shocking yeah. for the rest of the world. But yes, there's something about him that he was a great Batman. I loved him as Batman. I mean, he's amazing, Doc Hollywood. That's Doc. Doc, 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 Doc oh my God, Doc, Doc Hollywood. Doc, well, he's so good. Wow. He could. Well, at one he point, so he was he, Doc Hollywood. He was he Doc played. Hollywood. Wow. He was an excellent, excellent Doc Holiday. Yes. Unbelievable in that. With, um, of course, um, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Jeez, he was so good at that. I drawn up. Yeah, for a second there. Yeah. Tombstone. 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 Good. Good western. And Penn Badgley was not in it, though. Penn Badgley, no. But I cut you off. The movie, you liked it? 
thumbs up, thumbs down with your film that you just... Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange, I gotta go in the middle with it. It was alright. You give it a five out of a ten? Yeah, I watched it, you know, bootleg, and I don't think like... Oopsie, hello. Uh oh we cut that out. Here we go, Oopsie. talk about not going to the theater. Is yeah. That, yeah. I really I watched... liked the movie until the guy put his phone down. Halfway <laughs> yeah. Right. Then he I didn't know. He took a phone call. And I was <laughs> really? Like, when he went to wait, get popcorn, this? it yeah. kind of blew the whole film <laughs> He had to go get yeah. ice That's it. Was it like, a, I guess you you didn't get the theater experience. But was it as much as a... Would you watch it on your phone? What's it, was it? watched it bootleg. You can. I, I don't want to. Well, speak was it like for... the first one was was like kind of a trippy experience? So I feel like if you watched it bootleg, you would have been doing it a disservice. This one wasn't so much. It wasn't a, as much trip effect as as the first one. No, had. Doctor oh. Strange is definitely very. Very, yeah, the way they use the yeah, Doctor Strange was like a trippy. This one wasn't as as trippy as uh, the first one was. So, but was it more it, of a? Because yeah. Sam Raimi did it. Obviously, did the Spider Man trilogy. Was it more and the Evil Dead? Was it? Like people were saying, sort of like a horror. I guess for people who don't watch horrors, I guess you could say like, like, MCU it, you're horror. like yeah, so you guess you could be like version. if you don't really watch a horror movie and you know the guy that's doing it works on horrors, obviously he's gonna throw in some elements like you know the the zombie Doctor Strange, which I'm not giving anything away. They no, had that in the, 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 the trailer, yeah. right. so and you know I don't that on the actual trailer, not the yeah. yes. That was the old trailer. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, not on your phone. I'm like, I don't. If you you could go into as much as you want or whatever. I mean, I've kind of now it's been out for so long. I've unfortunately seen most of what's happened anyway because of people. I know, right? It's you know the same as any kind of these movies now where there's like a young kid with a un, untapped potential and powers that you know the main guy's got to protect for some reason you're like what 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 why do you yeah, care American so much you know Chavez is the one in this movie so That's yeah the, yeah yeah so it's just like okay random kid you throw in with some uh, you know great powers that you know the hero's got to be like all right well I guess I gotta just protect this kid I guess that's my whole arc this whole movie is I'm just playing babysitter so basically that's it you know like well it wasn't bad it wasn't terrible you know Scarlet Witch is in it she does some cool shit uh yeah wasn't like the worst but I mean, Elizabeth Olsen's definitely the best part of the M- M- MCU. So oh, that's yeah. why I'm like... Oh, yeah. But I would have rather the Scarlet like, Witch movie than the Doctor Strange movie. That was me. Sorry. Yeah, that, I, th- I, that's basically my was well, my, my thing, too, is because is the, sh- the stuff with her was cool. Yeah. It's like, so I was like, oh, okay. And I, I don't want to give anything away with her, but... Well, from what I hear... She, like, destroys another universe's Avengers, basically, and it's just like, oh, it's okay. It was, it was in another universe. It's all right. Well, from from what I hear, it's basically the Scarlet Witch movie. In, in some she's ways, in she, she's in a lot of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I love Doctor Strange. He's one. Of, I love Benedict Cumberbatch. I love Doctor Strange. I think he's one of my uh, favorites in the MCU. Certainly, I'll see it. I just I think the only thing that the MCU might be dealing with now, and every time I think this, I'm I'm wrong. But like maybe it's just getting too much to see a movie, like the entry level point. To now get into these movies where it's like, to really understand this movie, you had to have watched the Disney Plus series to get 
the whole thing going on with Scarlet Witch to get the whole arc to care about it. So I don't know how that. I saw works. a great uh, photo that was like about that, where it was like kids in like ten years who have to see two thousand movies and three hundred TV shows to understand <laughs> Doc, uh, understand Captain Italy, like the new movie in the MCU. Like it was like it's true, though. yeah, pretty yeah, much. It, yeah. Because there was like to see there there was a thing to see Doctor Strange and fully understand it. It was like you should see Doctor Strange one. Uh, the the WandaVision, Loki. Um, What was the other one? It was... I had imagined that new Spider-Man. Yeah, like No Way Home, Spider-Man, that one. So, like, a ton of all these movies, so it's, like, just to understand this movie. And that's, like, without seeing all the other 28 movies. But it's, like, just if you really want to understand it, you have to at least watch three TV shows and four movies. So it's, like, okay. Like, 60 hours just to get... Disney Plus, we could just, like, just dump them on, on Disney Plus. We don't need to, you know, go to the... Go to the, the theaters for that. People who want the theaters back for actual movies, you could have it. Just, you know, put well, the Marvel the movies on Disney+. Plus. I, I've seen, like, uh, was it Nicole Kidman's doing uh, commercials for, like... Uh, well, Nicole Kidman does... For AMC or something, <laughs> come back to the movies, <laughs> well, or... They've been like, around for, like, a year now, these commercials, and right. they are... They always have had a facelift, they, like they, me. They are hilarious, because they're so overdone right. that people have, like... Come back. It's it's like been camp. Right. It, it's like she's watching she's watching like Cinderella Man. And you know, like alone in a theater in like a sequin suit. And it looks like this is what Nicole Kidman would wear out today. Yeah, right. Those whole things it's probably we, in her house. We could devote yeah. a podcast to how ridiculous those are. But yes, yes, yeah, she We'll have to do well yes. that's a good idea. But just to go back to birthday cake for a second. That was the Wait, name we're of the even movie. on birthday cake. The yeah. name of the movie because I thought I What the, Penn Badgley from the Birthday Cake? The Penn Badgley from oh Birthday Cake God. movie. I, I thought I'd just throw that in, you guys would notice that I didn't remember the name. But it also this the some of the people that were in it, Zach. Ian McGregor. Was it Ewan McGregor? Or Ewan McGregor, if you want to pronounce When it like. did this movie come out? 2021, Zach. Oh, my God. It ha- it, when did we bring up Birthday Cake? What is it? When <laughs> I was bringing up the movie with Ewan Penn Badgley. McGregor. Oh. Ewan Has McGregor was in it. Lorraine Bracco was in it. Uh, big, big stars. Big stars were in it. Vinnie Pastor. Let's not leave him out. And, of course, Penn Badgley and Frankie G., was playing Omar, so you have to look up who Frankie G is. But it was a good, and Luis Guzman, who's one of, also one of my favorite actors. You love Luis Guzman. I mean, we all love but Luis Guzman, but yeah, it's a little weird the movie, but it's worth it if you like Val Kilmer to see the poor. I mean, look, he's still Val Kilmer. He'll always be Batman. Though. Can he speak at all? He can, but it's very like it's like he's had the poor man's had yeah like vocal cord like. Surgery. Does about, he look like, visibly different? Yes, yes, he does. He looks very. He doesn't look like Val Kilmer. He looks like gaunt, right? Very gaunt. He has long in this. He has very like long straggly hair in this, but he plays like a mafia person in it, believe it or not. But he talks like, yeah, like yeah. that. Not, I mean, cut that out of the. Podcast, no, but it's but, very tough to. You know, it is. It is. But it's good to be. see that he's tr- like you know that. No, I'm very happy he's. Yeah, really. Look, you know, it's Val Kilmer for God's sakes. You know what I mean? Because we talked about Top Gun, and you can't talk about Top Gun without Val Kilmer, and you can't talk about Birthday Cake without Val Kilmer either. So it's just kind no, of the full no. circle. You can't talk about Birthday. Cake I thought all. you were talking about that King <laughs> Perry song for a second. I was like, birthday cake, jeez. No, like, 
try to sneak in the fact that but you know the thing is if you're a Penn Badgley fan you know the name of the movie Birthday Cake Birthday Cake because he's that kind of guy Badger and we'll also (laughs) mention that you know I'm Team Badger Team Ben. Of course, like you said, is you also. He was, if you want to throw that in there, too. When when they do his retrospective, they will start it with. They absolutely will. Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl. Birthday Cake, you. We're going to do it that way. That's going to be the the big three. So we're going to pivot a little bit here. From Birthday Cake somehow. From Birthday Cake somehow. We're going to go to uh, another sad topic. We started with a sad topic with Ray Liotta. And this is going to be tough on Michael and Zach. Um, just want to break down what happened to your beloved New York Rangers. And well, um, disappointed, Zach. I, Michael will give really expert detailed analysis. He will. He will. Um, I just, you Heartbroken. Know, for me, it's just all heart. That, that, you know, the last time we did this podcast, I was rooting for the New York Rangers and Chris Paul. Right. Both kind of collapsed. In some, and I, it's wrong to say that the Rangers collapsed i think that's not so fair i mean for as much as i absolutely hate tampa they're a good team because of some stuff that tampa has done you know i I don't think they're a good team by their own merit necessarily Uh, i don't like them uh you know like the they the rangers still to their credit put up a fantastic Fight, I think up until maybe the last two games, Michael is where I got a little shaky. But um, you know, I, I don't know what happened with the Suns. But this is now where I can get into a. I'll hate sports again because it's just it, it breaks your heart. It like I sports I was is I so the ultimate reality shows. Like you never know what's gonna happen. You fall for the characters. You fall for your team. I really and you they it breaks your heart more than it makes your heart. That's the thing about sports. You have to know when I mean, when when they beat the Penguins. I thought this team's different. They keep finding that other gear. They remind me, like I said, and they remind me a lot of like the LA Kings when they were just unbeatable. Even if they're down by three, they seem like they could be in it. And the Rangers proved to be that twice. It's just it was it was a real bummer with. Um, with Tampa and I, I, Mr. Basketball, just to go quickly, Chris Paul, Stevens analysis of the uh, Suns, especially in their last games, they would never seen a game of basketball that was that bad. So yeah. I don't know what yeah. the Suns, that's a whole other thing, but yeah, the Rangers, whoosh. Yeah. Well, the Chris Paul thing, unfortunately, it always just seems to, to, to go with them. And, uh, and, and Michael will get your take because you really, uh, lived and died with it as Zach did. Give me your take on it, Mike. How, yeah, uh, how, mean, how how you can give a better postmortem. No, that's <laughs> that's true. You know what you did? You gave like the I can give the heart, Michael can give the Michael give the right. Michael give the facts. You spoke from your heart there. I'm the Michael's guy. Or right. The, the, you're the uh, guy that's yeah. right. They go to the studio dressed in a suit yes. and you that's the guy they go to. Mike, the former player that you are. Go ahead. Yeah. Give me a little give me a little breakdown of it. I Michael. could start with I guess. And then we'll go to you, Melissa, because I know you're a yes. big I'm dying to give my <laughs> She was really hard on Shesterkin. I thought well, yeah, a little bit Melissa too hard. Well, okay. But Melissa and I did pick Colorado at six. So there you go. We had Avalanche and, and six. I, and I hope it's Colorado in four. <laughs> <laughs> so, Michael, I'm sorry. Without further ado, no, I keep... I keep. Uh, I know it's I tough I mean, I guess you. I could go uh, to start with, uh, with what John Cooper said. I mean, as much as I don't like the Lightning, and I really don't like the Lightning, I have to give credit to him as a coach because what he said in his post game after the elimination game was he was like, next year, 
Gallant and the Rangers are going to be sitting where I'm sitting. He's like, they're a great team. What really happened uh, was the Rangers played 20 games in 40 days. They had no rest. They never had a back-to-back days off. They had no rest. Ryan Lindgren was hurt. Uh, Ryan Strom was hurt. Uh, Truba was hurt. You know, it's 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 you don't want to blame injury, but they they played the most games. They're the only team that didn't have more than a day off the whole playoffs. Right. They did always find a gear at the end. You know, beating Pittsburgh, beating Carolina. They always got a win when they needed it. They won a big game six in Pittsburgh, a big game seven in Carolina, and they won two big games in uh, in Tampa in the first two. I mean, like, in MSG, but against Tampa. Mm -hmm. It really just came down to even John Cooper said he was like they were just tired. I mean, you watch the Rangers in games four and five of that series, game six, they weren't, they were just gliding. They weren't skating. It was tough to see, like, Zibanejad and and Panarin and and Kreider just, like, winded from, like, the puck drop. You know, like, it was was tough. I mean, Gallant made a very, very good, bad coaching decision where he had scratched a healthy scratch of Capo Caco, who's a, one of the best. Because the kid line of Hedl, Lafreniere, and Caco, he was, uh, they were always the best line. They were always, because they're 21, they're 20, 21, 22, the three of them. They were always the fastest on the ice, always had an extra gear at the end of the game. They were always their best five-on-five team, and they only scored one five-on-five goal. Uh, on one goal over the next three games, so it, it's Most tough. power play. You were saying they got power plays, but nothing. Oh yeah. even strength, right? That was they were the, the best penalty and power play team in the in the league in the playoffs. They, uh, you know, like I said, they always had that 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 kid line was always like the best because they were the third lines. So they're always healthy, always fast, always rested. So scratching him was the only questionable thing. I mean, Gallant uh, had a successful he took a team that wasn't gonna make the playoffs like before the season and they went to the eastern conference finals almost right. beating the the reigning champs so two times was, yeah. was there any reason given now why he's scratched he, or is he still not he, he, he first didn't want to comment on it but now he said he just put the best lineup he thought to win the game i don't know necessarily what right. that means i think he's and you know it's tough because he put in a Ryan Strom who was hurt, who then eventually didn't return after midway through the second period. So you have a winded team who hasn't had more than a day off of rest and think it's travel too because you're going back and forth. So you're not resting on that day, you're traveling. And then so Ryan Strom left halfway through the second period. And then so you have 11 forwards instead of 12. People are double shifting and they're already tired from the start. I mean, that's like, I'm not, as an Rangers fan, making an excuse. That's what... Tampa said they're like at the end of the day rest benefited us. They had nine days off before the series. Right. That's the only reason why Vasilevsky let in six goals in the first game. Let's be honest about it. He's the best goalie in the in the world. And that's really why they were able to score as much and then it just caught up to them the longer the series went. But every game was three two, two one. It was always and games three Games five and game six, it was a, a goal in the last two minutes of the game that ended right. up winning it for the Lightning. It could have, if it was the other way, it would have been Rangers and four, Rangers and five, you know. So that's yeah. what, no. The, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you. I just, I the only thing I can say is I, and everything Michael said, I'm not disappointed in this team at all. The Rangers, I think, found ways. Everyone that's that is an impossible schedule to continue. It's and, an incredible. That's why I say it's the hardest. 
And what they did, I'm, I'm to win, very it? proud. This is a team with a big window. They could be right. They, they don't can, need to be. They just need to be tweaked, Michael. They don't need an no. overhaul. This team. This is young. No, this is a team that is, the start of the season said in a in two to three years could be a contender, and they were a contender in their first year. Right. So this right. is a team that's going to be very scary to beat next year, the year after that, because most of their core. Like I, I mentioned to you before as we were talking yesterday, like Sabanejad, Kreider, Panarin, Truba, they're all signed for years. Right. You have some players like Keandre Miller, Adam Fox, Capo uh, Caco, Filipito, La- Lafreniere, they're 23 or younger, all of them. So most of them are entry-level deals. So right. you get these great players for not that much money. So th- there's some people, there's some... People, I hope, uh, don't come back. I don't want to. I hope Ryan Strom isn't on the team because you have to prioritize some other players. I would rather Andrew Kopp on the team instead of him. They kind of play the same second line center position. They both meshed well with Benarin. Uh, Igor, I would love to. He's going to. The Rangers are going to give all their money in the world they can to him, but it's also like with Cap, it gets a little. A little tough, but they'll, they'll definitely prioritize him over anything. He's still under contract for another year or two. Uh, like I said, though, so many of them are so young, you know, that's... Yeah, I wanted to ask you about, because remember we'd say, would it, it seemed that there was an ex-Ranger on every team that won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. But they got back these draft picks, and not only did they get them back, like they, some teams, you know, go for the, the veteran to win. Like the Rams in football are like, we don't need draft picks, screw the draft picks, or they say after the draft picks, we want the established player. The Rangers did it the other way. But not only did they get the players, they also had to, you know, you have to draft good players too. That's part of it. You can't just have one without the other. You can have a lot of draft picks but not make the right decision. It seems the Rangers, every they plucked gold every time that they oh, yeah. they played this. It was They, they played well, it so they're well. Because like you meant, the Rangers at first, the, the older teams that me and Zach used to really rally behind and love were like the teams with like players of Rick Nash, Marion Gabrick, Brad Richards, Martin St. Louis, right. uh, Brian, uh, not Brian Boyle, Dan Boyle from the uh, the Sharks. All these older veteran players who they were told at the time, we trade our first round picks, we get these amazing veterans, they're going to be the leadership that we need right. to push it over. And then that never worked out, so then they had a fire sale, and they built the team from the ground up. I mean, it helps that Adam Fox pulled an Eli Manning. He was drafted by the... Uh, Calgary Flames. He told them, "Thank you, but I'm I'm not I'm not playing I'm not Calgary." Here, right? Then he they, he got they he got traded to Carolina, where he said again, "Thank you, but I'm not playing in Carolina." Wow. He grew up in Staten Island as a Rangers fan, so he was surrounded by Islanders, and he said, "I'm gonna play at MSG." And then wow. he he willed his way to the Rangers, and then also it worked out for him because he's also like he won the Norris Trophy last year. He, yeah. You know, he, he's gonna he's he's great for, for years. He's gonna be some people want him to be the captain over Kreider just for the sake of that he's younger and that he could be on the team for longer, they think, and all this, but I mean I watching this team though too, you Kreider and Zabenejad, they always like I was talking earlier in the podcast, Zabenejad missed a he hit the post on like a breakaway and, and he was looking at the replay and doubting himself and Kreider threw the iPad and said, like, you're a great player, just move on. Right. Then they would always at the he would always give the speeches you know in the locker room we always talk about that he tied uh, Roger Bear's playoff goal record for the Rangers this year for 36 he broke the I mean he tied Yager or he's like two goals behind Yager for most goals in a season by the Ranger he 
he's the one who, if the Rangers won the Cup this year, that's who they would hand it to. You could tell that he was, and it was really tough watching the post game because everybody, like Adam Fox, Keandre Miller, all these younger players, like, oh, this is a good team. We overachieved this year. We'll be back next year. But Kreider was the only one. He was on the verge of tears, and he was oh, like, yeah. I just feel, I just feel empty. Well, you're so close. It's, it's I mean, tough. he was there once already, right? He, they lost He's the only player remaining from that 2014 losing team. Losing to the Kings. And then he knows how tough it is because it's eight years later and they're still not, they're good, but they're still not, didn't make it to the finals. And when you're just one or two games away from it, when you play, and you said they played every other day. Yeah. The Rangers. I mean, so, you know, the grind of doing it and to think we're so close to that Stanley Cup that that's the... Yeah, Kreider was minted for the playoffs. That's what he, he, and he became a Ranger... In the playoffs. In 20, 2011. Yeah. In, in Boston. Against Boston. Against he Boston, yeah. yeah. He's, he, yeah, this one hurt for him. I think he, he needs to be the captain. For me personally, I think Kreider needs to be the captain next season because, if anything, he he's he's our Mr. Ranger now. Yeah. He's not, yeah. he's not Rod Gilbert, Mr. Ranger, because no one's Rod Gilbert, but he is Mr. Ranger now. And it's, it's kind of fitting that you've, you've got a picture of both Rod Gilbert and Chris Kreider. Chris Kreider. Yes, yeah. I have pictures of both uh, at work. It's at also work. it's great to see uh, uh, a player who I like picked in 2011 when you he first joined the team. You've liked Kreider since the beginning, and I liked him when Mike he was. Mike can pick talent. That's yeah. what I said. About well, him. I always I liked that it was he was uh, there was a period before he signed a seven year contract extension. People wanted him traded. People wanted him out. They're like he's not coming back. He can never score more than twenty he, goals he, in the season. He had got hurt a few seasons also, right? Didn't he have some issues? Like he had he, some lower body. Well, that's the thing. lower body Right. Injuries. We talked yeah. about that. It, it, like Mike and I were discussing it after, you know, off camera, off mic, that, you know, like in the NHL, it's either upper body injury or lower body. It's not anything specific. It's just your upper body or your lower body, sir. We're not... But if you play... Game, night off, game. Your whole body's got to hurt after doing that. That is, right. the, it's football. They play it once a week, you know, or you know, you play Sunday. You might play Thursday, but the pounding that these guys take, night after night, I don't know how you can recover as fast as they do to play the way that they, and still almost make it. Oh yeah. You know, but the, it's, like, it's amazing. And like I was the saying, they also they drafted is, is so well. Like they have this guy. Uh, um, oh god, what Kratsov? He plays in the KHL, but he's gonna. He, they signed him for another year extension. He's he's great. He's only twenty years old. Right. He's gonna be on the team next year. Capo Kako's twenty one. Lafreniere's twenty. Keandre Miller's twenty two. Philip Heedle's twenty two. Uh, Ryan Lindgren, I think, is twenty four. Adam Fox is twenty three. Um, who? Uh, Braden Schneider was the youngest. Uh, I think he's twenty. Wow. So he's the young. He was the youngest player remaining in the playoffs mm-hmm. until they got eliminated. They, the Rangers were the the youngest team since the nineteen ninety three Canadians to be in the play with an average of twenty six years of age between wow. the team. Like it's great because not only do they draft well, most of these people I named were first round picks, uh, like in the first round, but they also to see them like Keandre Miller overachieved. Snyder he was only replacing an injured player. In the middle of the uh, in in February, and he never left the lineup after that. Like these are this is a team that overachieved a ton this season. I didn't think they would be a playoff team, let alone an Eastern Conference, you know, champion right. team. Well, you know, Eastern Conference Finals team. Right. And you know, it just comes back to if this team had rest, if this team could have won in seven. They always love to play from behind. They always love to get right. the comebacks. But if they if this is a team next year that they have rest. 
in between a game, they're going right, to be... Right, so if they could have swept or won in five, won yeah. in the series. Because you, you see the two teams that are in the in the finals are the only two teams that swept teams. The the uh, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Colorado, swept yeah. Yeah, Florida in four games in the second round. That's why they had nine days of rest to play the Rangers. If they right. didn't have rest, they, they could have lost the Rangers. Same thing if they played seven, because they played right. seven against the Maple Leafs. Right. The Lightning almost lost in the first round of the Maple Leafs. So right. this is just a team that benefited from rest, and... Colorado swept Nashville, so they rested up to play uh, St. Louis, right. which took them six. But then they came back and swept Web, the Oilers. Oilers, yeah. So, They've been off for nine or ten days, right? Yeah, yeah. I think they're going to have a nine to ten days off by the time it starts on Wednesday, the finals. So that's another thing that gives them time to get healthy. And So to sum it up, though, you would say you're disappointed but it's not devastating that they lost no i mean every every if year you don't win of course you're disappointed i didn't but. the only time i've ever cried for the rangers when they lost in the finals so i did not cry this time when they but it was like if they made it to the finals and lost it might have been a different story this time it was and who tough. was the goalie that gave up the goal uh mike richter no oh it was but can name? we just say no, we'll, oh, to go course. from the rangers it, it's almost as tough as a rangers fantasy to go from mike richter to Henrik Lundqvist, to now Igor Shesterkin, who's going to win the Vezina this year. He had the seventh-best save percentage this season in NHL history since they started tracking it in 1954. So he had the seventh-best ever. And that, yeah. and to go from that... The Rangers have had, like, even going back to Eddie Jockerman and John Van oh, Beesburg, the Rangers have always had but even, good goalies. Even they, since, because Lundqvist obviously was always going to be the starter his whole time there. Right. He had Cam Talbot was his backup, who now has played for uh, Minnesota. He's been their starter. Did he go to Edmonton at one point, too, Talbot? He was, was he on Edmonton. There for a while. That was supposed to be the missing thing that Edmonton yeah. needed. And that Edmi- didn't at the out. time, Edmonton had a good goaltender in Cam Talbot and didn't have McDavid yet. So they right. didn't have anything else. Right, And right. then... Then he went to Minnesota, but he's had, I think he had his uh, fourth 30-win season this year, Cam Talbot. Antti Ranta, who played back up to Lundqvist, was the Carolina goaltender who almost was able to keep us out of, you know, it took us seven games to beat him. So it's like you look around the league, and most of these great goaltenders came through the Rangers Rangers organization. organization. So it's like, it's it's very, it's crazy how they can turn out amazing goaltenders. I I can't think of any run, and Mike, you can correct me, Dad, too, of Richter, Lundquist, uh, Shesterkin, who has ever had a run of those the only of the only closest like in all of sports that I know of that other people like that I see in the sports world bring up is like Favre to Rogers, like in football right, as comparison. Right, 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 but right, that's right. it's like to go to go from greatness because obviously Richter we bring up one right, cup, right. Lundqvist. Yeah, top five goalie in my opinion ever. Oh played. God, uh, to ever play. But right. more people being conservative probably put him in top fifteen. I, I I bump him up heavily because of my love yeah, of Lundqvist. Yeah. But well, I think anyway. Lundqvist has to be higher because the way the game is also more wide open. It's more geared to scoring now than it was. Yeah, there was 20, a time where goalies ago, in, in the early two thousands, like two thousand to two thousand six, were making uh, like goaltending was getting so good. That they they shorted pad sizes right for on all like your your leg pad shoulder you know your blocker right so go, just, so right. Lundqvist is playing in in that of the shorter pad era in that necessarily that sense right but uh, yeah I mean I know so I obviously Richter Cup winner Lundqvist Vesna gold medal winner NHL record holder multiple you know jersey retired and now you have Igor his first full season. 
he was he's the Vesna winner. And like the awards aren't out yet, but the consensus around the league is he won the Vesna. And he's in the top three finalists for the Hart Trophy, which was your team MVP mm-hmm. of the league. So, uh, you know, to go from Richter to Lundqvist, to, to the, the future is very bright for it. Obviously, none of this, I'm just saying this to myself now to make myself feel better. I was not feeling this good when they lost to Tampa, uh, having some time away from it. I mean, uh, they show some, uh, this Tampa team, there's a few players I've mentioned I don't like, and it, it really sucks to see them win and move on, and the fact that this Tampa team could be a three-peat champion, that again kind of sucks. But then I look at it and I'm like, uh, I mean, I would love, I guess at this point, I'm still rooting for uh, Colorado. Colorado. I would still, I would, I would pick Colorado in six games. Well, well you know, like you know, like I mean, you said, I, I think I called that kind of early. But it's, I don't it's want to say anything. But I had the Rangers in there. Yes, yes you did. but to I go to that though too, it's like I again, I don't like this. I don't like this Lightning team for certain players. This is the organization isn't bad. The Rangers and the Lightning have had always a very good relationship. There's a lot of trades between them. Right, the Gallant sure. and Cooper are very close friends and. As much as it would, I would hate to almost see them become a dynasty like they've already sort of become. Like I mentioned two years ago, it was the bubble. Do you count that? And last year, Nikita Kucherov's whole situation. The, the yeah, they but uh, I mean, if there's anybody I look on that team and I feel so happy for, it's McDonough again. Right. Because I think I mean his jersey's hanging behind me. Is his his U.S. you know team jersey? The guy mm-hmm. skated. Uh, four straight games with a broken foot and a dislocated shoulder in the 2014 Stanley Cup I will Finals. I'll never forget that for the Rangers. And I, I don't know how. I couldn't. If I stubbed my toe, I don't know how I'd get oh. up in the day. And he skated four games with a broken foot. Skated. Not even. Yeah. He skated four games with a broken foot. So it's like, as much as I look at this Lightning team, I'm like, I hate them. I, I'm like, I look at it and they keep showing the stat on the top of the screen. And it's uh, McDonough has like 458 block shots, and that's the most in the playoffs by any NHLer ever. Wow! And I'm like 450 of them for the Rangers. Yeah, I was gonna right. say it was like 400 and like 400 of that 450 were for the Rangers. And I'm like, I got you know what? I love that guy so much. He so is, it's tough, but I'm yeah, still guys when they I'm get still traded, going you still kind of feel for him, but you got to go Colorado. Yeah, because you know what? You know he's got two cups. He's got two cups. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he's doing good now. He's doing good. He's got a big contract, two cups. So I'm going Colorado. Right, but you, you gotta know, give, you gotta I gotta give it to Tampa because because John Cooper could have also been like the better team won, but he was like honestly the better team might have lost, and that was his word. So I was like, you know what, I gotta, you gotta give the guys credit. You gotta I mean, give they, them some. You know what it is? They appreciate it. They see what they went through. They know like yeah. how difficult it is, and you can be humble when you've won two cups. Too, yeah, right? I mean you can say yeah, that too. It's not know? Cooper that I don't like. There's no, others yeah. I yeah, others I don't like. I mean, like you know. Organizations are organizations, and we're going to be sour because of what happened. And we all take this pretty hard, right? You know, so yeah, we are not under attack. Those are just people lighting off There's firecrackers. Some, some pre Fourth of July. Bro, that, that's been yeah. going on for the last two weeks here. That people just light, you know. But uh, oh, yeah. we are safe in our bunker here. Yes, uh, in the recording bunker. Yes. So we'll pivot from that. I just want to talk about this uh, live tour. If I could do that about golf for just a little bit, um, sure. Now the live store, uh, it stands for fifty-four, which is the lowest score you could shoot if you were to birdie every hole on a par seventy-two course. Now these, this uh, tour only plays three rounds of golf. They only play instead of playing four, they okay. play three days. But that's not the thing about the live tour. Is what 
is the big deal. It's backed by big Saudi, big Saudi money, like hundreds of millions of dollars they're giving to one of Mike's favorite golfers, Dustin Johnson, <laughs> left the PGA Tour. And to Mickelson. <laughs> Mickelson. Um, I know. heard. I saw a total and, and, of like PGA Tour uh, suspended a total of 17 players. Well, they what they of... did is they, if you left, they took your card you know, car away. But the thing is, next week is the um, U.S. Open, and these guys are still might be eligible to be playing in it. Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson still might play in it. What they're what they're saying is, what this Live Tour is trying to say is, which stands for 54, because yeah. what I just went over, they're saying that <clears throat> they had this tour to be able to get more money for players on the PGA Tour, that they should be able to be free agents and play wherever they want, because they play in... You can play in, uh, like the Japan has a tour, the Far East has a tour. You could play like all over the world, the European tour, you could play. So what the Saudis along with Greg Norman have done is said, we're going to take these golfers and we're going to pay you like an appearance money, but the appearance money is in the hundred millions of dollars to join our tour. So it's rumored that Dustin Johnson got over a hundred million dollars just to join the tour. They're saying that Phil Mickelson got over $150 million to join the tour. That's just money. Did you, did you hear what they offered? Oh, Tiger, Tiger, please. Was 900 Well, he's already a billionaire, Tiger. He doesn't yeah, need yeah, to, yeah. You know, he, the thing is, they, they, what they're going to do, I think, the, this, I mean, if you want to say that they're smart or whatever you want to say with this, if you want to do it, they're going to look in the college ranks, too. And they're going to go to college golfers, and they're going to say, hey, look, do you want to have to go and play on these other tours to get your tour card to get on the PGA? Or how about this? You come and play on this live tour, we give you eight, ten million dollars right off the bat. Coming out of college, we'll pay you ten, twelve, fifteen million dollars to join the tour. Don't worry about going to the PGA. Don't worry about getting your card. Because you just don't go on the PGA. You have to play tournaments like lesser tournaments to get into to get your card, they say. You have right. to, you know. So they're trying to just say, and they're also trying to get players from the PGA to leave. They offered, you know, they wanted Rory McIlroy. They're getting Bryson DeChambeau, who's Patrick Reed, who's won a, a Masters. DeChambeau's won a, a U.S. Open. Uh, you know, so they're trying, in a way, to to weaken the PGA, strengthen theirs, but basically what the Saudis are doing are just whitewashing their money. And they've got a lot of pushback from people from, you know, the, the, the widows and of, of 9-11 saying, how could you guys leave, you know, you know, where, so to me, it's like, is it greed? Is that, is it greed? Or are you just like, Dustin Johnson goes, well, I'm 37. This sets me up for life. But Dustin Johnson's worth. Dustin Johnson was, was already set for life. <clears throat> this is. Exactly. Greed. So what is it? Is it morality or greed? Like what, what's more important here now? I, I get it. Like, and also. They'll probably still be able to play the Masters because the Masters is its own entity. They're not. The Masters is going to say we limit the commercials you're going to get. You know, CBS is only allowed to show like ten minutes before. You know, ten minutes after and ten minutes before the hour. The Masters run CBS. CBS doesn't run the Masters. Well, if there's one thing that the Masters and uh, Saudi Arabia are equal, <laughs> yeah, equal well, footing in money, in money, in money, in money, because you have to be a multimillionaire to even get. To join the you know, yeah. to be in the, uh, the to join the Masters you know club and everything, but the thing is, a lot of the golf like Sergio Garcia went you know, but they're also taking some golfers that are not 
you know, House of the Kevin Na, like Louis Oosthuizen's okay, one. Okay, so I have to just ask a couple of questions here. Yeah. Okay, so putting Saudi Arabia awful human rights violations right. aside, a, a lot. Which, which there's a lot there. We and, won't. And yeah, I saw. If you don't know what Saudi Arabia's done, go, yeah, you Google, can look it up. Just Google, just Saudi, Google Saudi Arabia and Arabia and, and problems. Yeah. Um, like. like I mean, well, I can't talk during this podcast. Uh, exa- yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's not true. As, as we're you know, covering Saudi Arabia, Melissa, no driving. You can't hear me in Saudi Arabia. That's right. Uh, That's right. Um, okay. Or if they hear you, they may not see you anymore, yeah. Melissa. See, that's the problem with Saudi Arabia, along with... That's why Other I take things. long absences from the podcast. And they don't even, they don't even wait in... Um, you know, they can even do it on American soil. They'll take someone out if they... You well, know, yeah. Kosoji. We'll, yeah, we'll, right. Again, we don't want to get into but, that. I but, mean, you yeah. know... So, so anyway... I mean, they, okay. You know, the, all right. All right. It's bad. It's. I think that I think that this is a terrible and terrible right. look that... See, if this tour... And before you get to that, I'll answer your question. Bef- like, let's say this tour was started by Jeff Bezos. Now, he's got more money than Melissa, all the four of us at this table combined. Now, let's say Jeff Bezos says, hey, look... I got Amazon Prime. I got baseball games. I'm getting football. How about I start my own golf league? You know, I'll start my own golf association. I don't need the PGA. I'm going to take these golfers. A lot might run and say, hey, you know what? You're going to allow me to still play the majors, maybe. They're not going to pull my card. But it's better getting money from Jeff Bezos than it is from the Saudi Arabians. Marginally. Marginally. But I'm saying... He doesn't have human rights violations yeah, yet, but, that's, he, that's but he's the, got. But it, I'm saying it's a, if if it wasn't Saudi money, a lot of other players might say, "Hey, wait a minute, you're going to pay me a hundred million dollars just to join the tour? That doesn't count prize money, and there's no cut, which means everybody's guaranteed money. And the first prize in this last tournament they played in in London was four million dollars, which doubles the Masters payment. So not only did you this. The, the golfer, uh, you know, golfers are w- getting money to join it. They're also getting money for winning tournaments. Plus, they have like team tournaments involved in the same thing. So you play with a team, but you also play individually. So the money is flowing. The money is is there, and the Saudis are never going to run out of money. But will this be able to bring like Roy McIlroy said? Forget it. There's no way I'm going to go play on that. I want to play against the best competition. In the world, I'm not playing on the Saudi tour. A lot, a lot of golfers feel the same way. But Rory McIlroy, one of my favorite golfers of all time, said, "I just won this tournament in, in the um, Canadian Open, and I beat. I have one more uh, winning, uh, one more um, tour victory than Greg Norman has. He was stuck on 20 with him. He goes, I got 21. I just beat because there's a lot of now hatred between some of the guys that left." Are they going for money? Are they going greet? You know, what is it? You know what I mean? Do you want to be part of the best golfers in the world? Or do you want to just go for the money grab? Which a lot of guys are saying, you know what? I'm at the end of my career. Justin Johnson's 37. You know, Phil Mickelson's 51. You couldn't even find this tournament. It was on YouTube. Yeah, is it? They're going to play uh, in Portland. They're going to play in Chicago. They're going to play in, in, at Trump's uh, in Jersey. They're going to play... Um, I forget what the rest of it is because so I really didn't care. Because what I was going to ask you is like, 
So they can't play on like nice PGA courses. They're playing. Well, on they're like, playing on. They're playing on pretty decent courses. I'm not saying like these courses they aren't. Play on Pebble Beach. But, but they no, can't, they can't yeah, get. To, they no, can't they play, can't get to like. They're not going to play like uh, Royal Troon. They're no, they're playing. not going to play that unless the Saudis buy Royal Troon or whatever. You know, they're they're playing on decent courses. They're playing on decent, but not known. Not not the well, ones that matter. It's not like they're not playing like Pebble Beach. Yeah, they're not going to play. You know, at the Masters, these guys. Well, they might, but not the whole tour is going to go and say, hey, we're playing our own Masters here. You know what I mean? Unless the Saudis build a course to look just like the Masters or whatever. So they're playing on, on, on decent, you know, golf courses, but I didn't even, like, pay attention to it. I mean, I'm like, not that I watch golf anyway. I watch golf. I like the British Open. is one of my favorites because it could rain on one hole. It's sunny and fairways and greens like we always yeah. talked about, right? And then, of course, the Masters you watch. But... U.S. Open, PGA, it's Father's Day weekend. The U.S. Open is always on, so you get you know you watch a little bit of it. But as far as watching the rest of the tournaments during the year, I mean, I don't you know I don't really follow it like that. But you like to see if I'm gonna put it on, I want to see Rory and Jordan Spieth and and, and you know the the good golfers of Justin Thomas, those guys. And here, do I really want to see Phil Mickelson? I guess they're allowed to wear shorts. They don't have to wear their you know, the long pants and things like that. They're trying to make it cool and everything, but it's just sexualized golf. Yeah, it's just a it's a money grab. And then they're saying like, you know, will will they try to get it? They'll never get the LPA LPGA players to play. You know, start their own tour. Can you imagine? But you know, they would never play for that. But you know, because the way women are treated. Yeah. But if this was like a Jeff Bezos or another multi-billionaire, like the Walmart dude who just paid four point six billion dollars to buy the Denver Broncos, four point six billion dollars to buy a football team. Well, listen. There, so there there's is, money out there, there, there but there's, there's this is greed and a lot of bad money out there and everything. It's the gradient of like what can you sleep at night for accepting? Right. And this is so out there that. I, I mean, like, I know a little bit about golf, but like, right. I've known about this because it's basically been a PR nightmare. Sure. It, it's, it's, so is this in a sense, like, they may make a lot of money, but is this killing their legacy? And their, like, Phil Mickelson, is he losing sponsorship here? Oh, he lost sponsorship. Yeah. He's and lost, as well he's he lost, he's been, well, they were playing the, it's called the RBC Canadian Open, and Dustin Johnson is a, a sponsor of the RBC, and he he didn't go play it. He left to go to play in the Live tournament. So they said, "Well, you're not going to play in the tournament that we we sponsor you. We've been sponsoring you for years. You're wearing our symbol on yeah. your." And he goes, oh, "I'm not going." Yeah, that's really so. That's that's the weird thing. So is it greed? I mean, how much money? Like, I get you want to get like somebody's going to offer you a hundred million dollars. You're going to think about it, but then you got to think. Where's it coming from? What did I do? Like, this has got, you know, the term blood money or whatever you want to say. I mean, you know, look, you got to think it that way. Like, yeah. Do I need that? Now, if I'm a young golfer coming out of college and somebody says, here's $20 million just to join the tour and you're going to guarantee in three days you're still going to make 125000 I think is the lowest you can get. There's only 40-something golfers on the tour. So it's not like there's 72 or 80 guys competing after two days to cut it to a certain thing. So a kid might say, "Jesus, that's 10, that's 15 different. million. You're being you're being kind of sucked in by it." That's completely or, different uh, in in my mind. That yes, it's easy to be moralistic when you 
when you have money. Right. But when you don't, but like when you look at guys like Mickelson and stuff like that, I don't care if he's at the end of his career. Phil Mickelson's, I think, worth over $300 million as it well, is now. Well, he's had some issues. Get, he's, there was a report that he lost millions and millions of dollars gambling, and he, he admitted to having a bad gambling thing, and he lost. But still, if you, if you stayed on this tour, or if you even retired, I guarantee you he would have been in a broadcast booth. Absolutely. Wanted, built for broadcasting. That's it. And I never really, like, I'm I don't not like ripping him. Phil Mickelson, but I was never a big fan. I, you know, lefty a little bit. I was never like, you know, the Tiger-Phil rivalry. There was never a rivalry because Tiger Woods destroyed this man most of the time. Yeah. I didn't like dislike Phil Mickelson, but I didn't warm up to Phil Mickelson. I always thought like he's like this guy, you know, whatever. But 51, you're, you're on the senior tour now. You won the PGA Championship last year at the oldest guy to win a major at this point. Or close to it. I, I, think, I, I think I am right that he was the oldest. But it's just, he could have made, he was making hundreds of millions of dollars anyway. But now he's getting, you like know, said, it's weird for Saudi money. It's weirder for Mickelson because that taints, like, whatever legacy he could have right. had there. Where if you're offering it to a, I'm not saying a college kid it makes it any better, but he's looking, oh, do I have to work my way to maybe get right. paid in the PGA or do I get right. $100 million here? Where Mickelson's right. like, he's already, it's like, now you're like a vet who's already like... Exactly. And he would have made money doing broadcasting. He would have made, he was doing commercials, he was doing broadcasting, and when he... Doesn't he, he do that, like, it was like Mickelson and, and Tiger and like Tom Brady and stuff. Oh, they, they do like play, celebrities. They played they do, and like Barkley. They did all like they that. They do all those celebrities. He did all those things. And he, and, and he used to get appearance fees for going to like, you know... Uh, like you know, golf outings and stuff like yeah. that, and appear like corporations, uh, corporate lots of, yeah, lots of outings. With yeah. are you kidding me? What, what this guy did? It's amazing what, how much money this guy made and lost gambling. But when Phil Mickelson <laughs> himself goes, "Hey, these are some scary mfers," but I'm still going to join the tour. Uh, yeah, then that's what been, does it say about you? Yeah, you know what I mean. That's been I think particularly egregious because it's like. He's been almost leaning into knowing that they're terrible. Yeah, well, he and, came right out and said it. They're scary MFers, but this is going to help golf. But it's not going to help golf uh, when you're getting money from the Saudis. Like I said, if it was, let's say, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, and um, Bill Gates got together and said, hey, you know, we all love golf. Give me a billion, give me a billion, give me a billion. And you're not even yeah. going to miss it. And I don't even. We'll start our own tour. Then you'd see a flood of people going, saying, wait a minute now, you know, you're going to pay me $100 million to join the tour, plus I'm playing, and you guys have no baggage in your, uh, of human rights uh, violations that are times a million? Yeah. Then you could see it, maybe, okay, look, I'm like Mickelson, I'm at the end of my career, I'm 51, you're going to pay me $30 million, $40 million, $50 million to join your, okay, I'll do it. Rory, well, maybe I will now, you know, because you're going to pay me $150, 200000000 million, it's clean money. It's not Saudi money. You know what I mean? So the temptation might be greater because there's nothing attached to it where there is attached with this. Which to me, like, I know that money is money and 100, you know, for me to say, you know, nobody's offering me $150 million, you know, or $200 million to join to play golf on top of what I'm going to win. So, but I don't think I, I'd like to think that I would say, nah, yeah, no, I, I can't you, do it. I, I, I say no. I can't do that. I, I just couldn't couldn't do it. And is this going to make the tour any better? Is it going to make people watch it? I mean, 
you know, seriously, it's it's well, like if they had a new NHL or a new NBA or you know or whatever, and they said, but it's Saudis are are paying you. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get LeBron at 36 or 38 to go. Oh, you're going to pay me too. I'm a billionaire well, yeah, already. Who is who is this for? If anything, it just seems because like I know it's that... the white. Well, they're getting involved in golf. They're getting involved in in racing. Yes, that's what they're trying and, to do. Like, that's, hey, that's we let all... women drive every once in a while. That would make it better for you, right, Melissa? Then they let, let women drive. That's that's all. You know, it's Khalil amazing. Sheikh Mohammed. Like I know that that's his whole thing that he wants right. to. But if the if the WWE said we don't want to deal with it, and that's led by that right. nut job Vince McMahon said we're not gonna wrestle here. I think his wrestlers actually said they wouldn't wrestle. They don't want to go there. How, how do you the, do that? The, these golfers, like I think, like I, I think I've I've got no respect for Greg Norman. I've got no respect for. Um, and I used to love Greg Norman. I know. Sharks, yeah. You know, look, they got like a guy, Kevin Na is on the tour. Yeah. Like Bruce Kepka's brother. I don't even know his brother's first name. It just said, I, I thought it was like, I don't even know. Like I just said Kepka. And I was like, he joined it? But it's it's his brother. I mean, it's, you know. But this guy, Dustin Johnson, who's my age, he's 37 years old. Right. He knows. Married to Paulina Gretzky. Yeah, I know. This is like, that guy's particularly disgusting. Like, you know. Everything, man. Also, right. you can continue and play in the PGA. That's just sticking your hands in the blood money. Yeah, that's I it. think that's it's terrible. terrible. I and, gotta and, come out and say that. And I'm how sorry. is there, you know, also especially you know, having you know sons and daughter, like how they would treat them or whatever. I mean, that's it's insane. Not against the Saudi people. It's the it's the royal family of the of the, the that that does this. It does some horrible things. Right. But, but we, right. we you you know this. Everyone knows this. How could you do this? Exactly. And then, two, this isn't good for golf because like if golf. Hey, I don't think that, you know, hundreds of million dollars really, it's strange they're throwing around that money because that almost seems like you're, you're washing your money because where is that money in golf right. anymore? Like, like, like what? Well, these guys make money. They do, but they, they don't make what, that much. What they're doing, though, is they're saying, okay, Phil, you're at the end. Dustin, you're at the end, basic 37. They're trying to get the younger ones. But they're saying, look, we're giving you 150, 200 million. You don't need endure. You don't have to wear something on your sleeve anymore. Right, you right. don't need the endorsement money unless you want to have an oil rig from Saudi yeah, Arabia yeah, right. on your side there, or what's the thing the women have to wear? The uh, oh, oh, uh, I'm drawing yeah, a blank. That's the hijab, burqa, yeah, or yeah. whatever, something, whatever. Yeah. Like you know, you have that on your other sleeve, or what are you gonna do? You know what I mean? Uh, I don't even want to say what I was gonna say because it, it you know, it has to do with 9/11. When I don't even want to talk about it, but it's just it's ridiculous what like. And I know money is a temptation. It always is. It's out there. It's for everybody. Everybody wants money. I mean, that's the Absolutely. key. Absolutely. But we're not being saints about this. Do you look in the mirror? Like I said, if it was billionaires getting together and throwing a tour, you'd see guys flocking for it. If you're going to pay me 150 million to join a tour, plus I only got to play three days rather than four, and I'm going to get even if I'm the last guy on the totem pole, I'm, I'm guaranteed X amount of dollars. I mean, come on. This is like Putin starting a golf league and saying who's going to join. Right. Exactly. exactly. You know, like, and the fact that these guys did. And, you know, like um, the guy that you were mentioning that you liked, you're not even playing against the best of the best. So even if you win this thing, what does it right. matter? It's more like an exhibition. It's like they're wearing shorts. There's not many people there. It's not like, you know, the hub of the thing. Like when you see golf and you like see that first team when Tiger's on that first team and it looks like a rock concert. You can't see. Remember, we went. Oh yeah. 
You know what I mean? There were thousands of people watching this guy just tee off. And this is even before Tiger them. was real, really Tiger mm-hmm. at this point. That you need. There it was like three people, you know, five people, ten people. You got to have that. It's at the Frisbee Golf Association. Right, exactly, exactly. So that's my take on the Live Tour. I agree. And I just want to, one other thing, and then we'll go, because I'm, I'm talking way too much tonight. But you brought up Putin. And Brittany Griner is still in the Soviet Union. I refuse to call him Russia. They're still in the Soviet uh, Union. And they're trying to get this woman out of there. Uh, they did release one Marine veteran, Trevor Reed, but there's still another uh, Marine vet there, Paul Wellen, who's sentenced to 16 years in prison for espionage, which he totally says it's totally false charges. And I'm kind of leaning towards Paul Wellen rather than the Russian government. And Wellen's been Putin. there for he's years. been there for years already, yeah. and he's been there for six. You know, he's for 16 years. The man is in, in a Russian pulled, prison. They're pulling Please. the same crap. They pulled the same crap on him that they did to Griner, where they just continued. Before he was even sentenced, just in the pre-trial right. holdings, right? This which is, are just horrible. And they, like we said, she she plays for a Russian team. That's why she was there. She plays for it's called the UMMC Ekaterinburg or something. That's the team she's she's playing for. But they're saying she smuggled in amounts of a narcotic substance, and they said it was hash oil, which I'm sure Ooh. you know. Where'd she so, get that from? It's essentially <laughs> yeah, it was like. Know. If it was even her, it was like a marijuana that you can vape, right. I think, is the way it now, worked. She's been there since February of 22. She has, can't, you know, it's not that she can communicate every day, so people are wondering what's going on with her and, and what's going on. But we also know that Russia and Putin is anti-gay, and Brittany Griner was gay. That's another, you know strike against this poor woman, which is nothing wrong, obviously, like, all she wants to do is play basketball, and you're doing this to a woman who has probably nothing on her or whatever, because these phantom dogs in the airport found it or whatever, so you just wonder about that whole thing. The timing's pretty convenient. Of course, of course. And the, the man that was released, Trevor Reed, said, I wish her the best because they are totally... Anti-gay in, in 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 Russia in the Soviet Union rather they're totally anti-gay, which is another strike this poor woman has against her. First thing you try to get her for this fake narcotics thing, whatever or whatever, and she's there and they want to trade like this guy that was an arms dealer for 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 Mr. Whalen who's still there and then another guy that was selling weapons or something for her. They're trying to do a prisoner like you know. Uh, yeah, it's trade it's, for it's them. not it's just, fair and it's, it's outrageous. It's, it's, dirty it's outrageous business. that we first of all we should have anybody over there, but the State Department's been trying to get her out, trying to get uh, they were able to get Mr. Reed out. Mr. Whalen is still there, but I mean these things, it's insane what this one guy is doing. But we just brought him up. I won't get into how we feel about no, but I hope to God they get they can get her out. It right, is, it is... both of them out. Yeah, well, I mean, I, yeah, you know, I mean, I know maybe. what you're saying, but we're just talking about sports here. But it's just like, you know, the, she's a woman, this poor thing. And I'm not saying like if it was, let's say, if it was Chris Paul or something, or an NBA player that was over there and they got him on something, you know, she, she's it should black. be talked about more. I yeah. think. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I just, you know, I'm not saying man or woman, whatever. Nobody should be. First of all, that she, they don't make enough in the WNBA. That's why they're playing in in in, in European leagues. The women, they don't get. Near the amount of money, and obviously they're 
you know, because they're not getting forty, fifty million dollars a year playing basketball for the WNBA. Though some of the games are real, you know, some of the players are unbelievable. But that's just the thing that that gets me. You know what I mean? It's like she's there, and they just want to trade somebody that's an arms dealer or whatever to get this woman who plays basketball back. Now that's you know what I mean? Just no. It's, it's let a, this woman come back home is basically what should be done here, and it's outrageous to me. It's just yeah, another. If they treat a marine like crap, I imagine a <clears throat> black lesbian American in in the Soviet Union. That's that's. I mean, it's basically a you know, it's 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 an authoritarian state there, and I, I'm very concerned for her, and I hope that I hope we they get all get out. My prayers to their family. Exactly, know, exactly. So I think the things we learned, and I'll just say this in closing, that Melissa is going to meet a big star Wednesday night. And the name of that star is Melissa? Grace Terry, baby. Or, oh, hi, Mark. No, oh, hi, Mark. Oh, now, hi, Mark. if you get a chance to talk to him, you use all your charms to say, hey, we live in Brewster. You want it? We will definitely dedicate a podcast to him. He can pump his book. He can talk about whatever he wants to. He wants to talk about the live tour I feel like also. There's an actual shot of us getting him on if the If he podcast. knows Wesley Snipes, if he can pass. Our if he can, yeah, really. Oh, yeah. You're a good friend. This good podcast friend. needs one star, folks. That's all we're saying. We, well, I'm surrounded by stars here with you three and Stephen, who's not, uh, who's uh, unfortunately unable to make the uh, podcast because he lives in Queens and he can't make them uh, as often as he like. But I have four stars around me, but we're talking. Maybe two star general. Yeah, the rather. room, the room stars. Yeah. Right. We just we're, we're not. We just, you're the stars of my po- of, of our podcast. I don't want to say mine. Our podcast. But so uh, we, need, we need a little bit of that that boost. Just we need a little bit of that boost. Us. And remember, you know, to Ray Liotta, blessings. And if you're ever looking for a movie, birthday cake, birthday <laughs> Badgley. Good night, folks. Eat that Thanks. cake. Thanks, and happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Bingo.